caffeinated. How much coffee did you have? It's not the volume, it's the concentration. That's that, that's the issue. I made some cold brew and I made ah, a yes, rocket I mean, fuel. second rocket fuel and I'm kind of vibrating at the moment, but it's good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. What would you like for Christmas? More coffee, please. You've had enough. <laughs> no, I had a funny experience the other day. I came home and I had been shown a candle and sort of like, hey, look what I bought. It's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Smells nice. I came home and the whole house smelled like somebody had been baking. And I'm like, Ooh. this is amazing. Who's, who's made? It, it was the candle. It was cinnamon bun scented candle. And, uh. and I, I actually do want to say flavored candle because the house <laughs> smelled like somebody had been baking cinnamon buns. It was amazing. It was the most like, Unless oh, you're taking cozy. a bite out of it, it ain't a flavor. I was tempted. Uh. Also, that sounds really nice and like, cozy but at the same time kind of disappointing because there was no cinnamon rolls there was no cinnamon mm. rolls no oh mm. i didn't think of that i was actually just happy that the house smelled nice it was a very cozy feeling to you know come into on a, on a cold day which is what we will be talking about today hi welcome to indulgently minimal i am moggy and i am joined today by jeff hey up guys and murdoch hello everyone and today we will be discussing a concept, a lifestyle, a, a way of approaching rest and relaxation in a way that we will be mispronouncing every single time. Of course, we're talking about Hugo. Hugo. Hugh what now? Hugo. 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 I don't do Scandinavian vowels. I'm sorry. I have a hard enough time with my Greek ones. Yuki, mm. we're sorry for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for nothing. <laughs> nothing. We're getting higgy with it. Oh, God. <laughs> T tell me more about this Hugo thing. It sounds very interesting and maybe very needed at this moment. Well, I think Jeff might be in a better place to explain the concept because it is a, it's not just a Scandinavian concept. I do believe it's Danish in origin, right? I know the words Danish. Okay. That's good enough. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, I... I I think, speaking as a, a as a non-expert, as, as as I want to do, as a mother, as a mother, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> oh, I quit. I believe it's that it's when you have that cozy atmosphere where you're not rushing around, you're not desperately trying to do something or go somewhere. You're kind of just chilling in the moment with maybe with some people or maybe just by yourself. You're just having a good time, enjoying the moment, enjoying whatever it is you're doing. You know, kind of like that curling up with a with a nice book and a cup of tea by the fire. That's that that could be huga, or just spending an evening with some friends, maybe perhaps with some beverages of of whatever kind you like, playing playing games or chatting or just kind of just enjoying the moment and just not rushing and not thinking about what's going on and just just being present. That often that involves sounds... hot chocolate. Ooh, that sounds amazing. It truly is. And I like Hugo as a concept because it fits into one of those ideas that I play around with a lot where a word can be both a noun, an adjective, and a verb. Hmm. So we can think of certain things being Hugo, which is both a positive and a negative, which we'll pick up on a little later. But oh. you could have like a nice warm sweater, which could be described as Hugo, i.e. it adds to the atmosphere. You can talk about it as a a noun, you know, 
Hugo the concept, Hugo the philosophy. But I really like Hugo the verb. What are you going to do this weekend? Oh, we're having a few guys around and we're going to Hugo together. Mm. It sounds fun. It sounds oddly forced, but I get where it's coming from. And it also sounds a little bit like an antithesis to the uh, the whole hustle culture thing, where if you're not doing something every waking minute you have, you're wasting time. Mm. It really is the antithesis of it. Also, I think there is a, I think there is a separate adjective word for hygge. Oh, no. Um, hmm. I think it's like hygge or hygge. Hygge. Indulgently minimal anyway. at gmail.com. Correct <laughs> Please our mistakes. Fix. Please fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. <laughs> but it, I think you're definitely right. Is I think they're incompatible, like hustle culture and, and, and hygge. You can't, ironically, because it's, and as we'll get into a little in a little bit, they don't pair together. You can't hustle you can't hugo and hustle. You can't hustle the hugo. I feel you like this is. It sounds like no text and drive. I feel like this is like that Taipei comic that gets posted around the internet. Have you ever just thought to slow down, stop, and smell the flowers? Of course I have. I'm the best at smelling the flowers. Watch. <laughs> First place flower smeller. Yeah. It's like I think you were missing the concept here, sir. No. <laughs> I am relaxing better than anybody else can. How much cold brew did you drink? <laughs> so much. It's so oh. delicious. Help. I have a small side interjection. Jeff, add some blueberry jam to your cold brew and maybe some thyme. Oh. I don't have I don't have blueberry or jam. I have some rosemary. I don't know. Uh, that's that's as close as I can get without going outside. And I'm not going outside. It's cold. Uh, well, I, I, was, well, I was gonna suggest putting some cold brew when you make a hot chocolate so you have like Intense relaxation. I don't know. Oh, like, it's a really nice combination. Oh, that's genius. Oh, I'm so... Oh, I can't do that. I've had too much. <laughs> oh, just uh. have it tonight before you go to bed. A nice relaxing <laughs> rocket uh. fuel. Rocket God. fuel. And, you know, spe speedy dreams like an Indy 5000. 5, oh, like, 500. Yeah. Oh, like one of my favorite movies, uh, Coffee mm. and Cigarettes. Coffee and Cigarettes, yes. So. Dreams go rushing by like yeah. five hundred races. <laughs> <laughs> Although to, to, to bring it to, to, to bring us back round, <laughs> no, I, stay with me, stay no. with me. Coffee and cigarettes, dreaming really fast. Mm. I was in a really, really, really nice, like cozy little coffee shop in uh, Aarhus in, in in Denmark uh, a little while ago, and it was just like this tiny little place. They had like one chair to sit down on. It was more of a takeaway place. <laughs> so everybody's had, like, just crowding around the chair, waiting for their turn. <laughs> <laughs> but and you know one the coffee was awesome but it was one of those places that had like a record player and they were Ooh. playing just like really nice music and it was like really cozy was there wood paneling there was not wood paneling oh. but it was that kind of like modern that really nice scandinavian minimalist mm. uh, aesthetic and there was a poster from coffee and cigarettes on the wall and uh, it was really really cool oh, it was, it was, it was just really really nice cool. oh, next time you're there take a picture i'd love to hunt down a good coffee and cigarettes poster it's one of my favorite oh. movies i, I don't know <laughs> yeah no, um, I'd, I'd love to i'd love to go back to our house it was I, awesome I, I do have i do have an experience i had this weekend uh, mm. aside from the blueberry flavored coffee which was very nice we discovered like also apologies to vegetarians out there including jeff we did find Hi. this like <laughs> off the beaten path barbecue place uh, had a very interesting name and a very interesting marketing uh campaign going on and whatnot it, it was very crude you know that it opened in a warehouse uh, so you really had to go out of your way to get to this restaurant mm. which is very strange because it's something that a lot of restaurants try to emulate but don't get quite right 
And then you get the food and you understand why everybody's having a good time. <laughs> it's crazy how much, maybe that's a good starting point with Hugo actually, is how much every little thing can add to the vibe. I know, Jeff, when you mentioned the coffee house in the town, which I will not try to pronounce, <laughs> I remembered that other one we went to in Oslo and the not the award-winning with like you know coffee awards surrounding the entire place the other one that had that really nice vibe and we sat and oh, we ate, uh, ate the cannonball is that japanese one yeah but they had a real scandinavian vibe and yeah you had yeah. like books and just all these couches stretched out it was super cozy it and was, yeah, it was super like, cozy get the smell of you know fresh coffee and mm. cinnamon rolls and just a warm fire and you know people just Drifting in, having their coffee, reading their book, and then drifting back out again. It all comes together to create mm. that cozy vibe. Yeah. And I don't know like if, if it's too early to jump into it, but I think that's where some of the conflict can come in, where I feel like we crave this. We crave this feeling. It's, it's vital. We need it for our, we need it for our well-being. It's, mm. it, it, it's very, very vital. And it's, it's, a, it's a mental palate cleanser as well. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a moment of reflection and calm. Mm. Like, I think in a lot of our cultures, the weekend has become less of a time of rest and relaxation and more of a time of, I finally have the time to do all my personal chores and all of my, mm. run all of my errands. And, you know, I'll find sometimes like on a Saturday, I get up a little later than normal and then I have my morning coffee and that's nice. And then suddenly it's seven o'clock in the evening. Yeah, and the day's gone and you mm. think, what, this, what this is terrible. Exactly. So I feel like we need this concept of, no, we're going to dedicate ourselves to a moment of calm. But then the risk is, is that because we're all you know, so stressed and so put upon by, I, I think it is a cultural thing. I do feel hmm. society puts this upon us that we then sometimes risk reaching out to like somebody who goes, ah, yes, I have this thing that can help you. Hugo, here's a book, here's a sweater, here's a candle, buy the Hugo scented candle. And suddenly you're shelling out money trying to buy that feeling. Eh. Yeah, because it's because the concept it's it's kind of sad in a way, but this concept of relaxation and um, de-stressing and just taking a step back from hustle and the grind, it's an almost alien concept to a lot of us because that's just not the environment we've been raised in for the past 30, 40 years. Yeah. Mm. So when we find something new that's interesting, but we don't have any sort of cultural connection to it, we have to reach out and look and find how to get into it. You know, like when you get into a hobby, you go to the, well, you would have gone to the Reddit page in the before days. And how do I do all this? What what do I need to do? And there is that definite risk of, ah, yes, here is the Huga starter pack. It's only $69.99 and you get a candle, a sweater and a picture of a fireplace. Hmm. But you can't buy into good times as it's kind of the antithesis is if you, do, if you don't have the right mindset going in, it's not going to work. Yeah, pretty much. That's very well put. Thank so, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I do want to take just a little bit more time to analyze the issue here, just because, like, I think it ties into stuff that we've talked about, but also to get it out of the way so that we can have as much of the episode as possible, just taking in the cozy vibes. But... Like, I'm wearing booty slippers right now. I need booty slippers. I, mm. Maybe that needs to go on my Christmas list. Somebody buy me booty <laughs> slippers, please. 
I've never owned a pair. They always look so nice, and I never had any. Best I, best I can do is a pair of oversized old socks. <laughs> I don't fund old socks. I have enough of those. <laughs> ah, bring it back. Sockscription. Never have old socks again. Advertising. I think this is one of the big issues where we've got a lot of a lot of advertisers know that we have these feelings they know that we are you know desperately trying to grab onto something to get some calm and relaxation in our lives and we've talked about it time and time again how this is used to sell us things so i think what hugo isn't to me it isn't scandinavian style a sweater isn't hugo because it's one of those admittedly amazing but also admittedly incredibly expensive scandinavian style sweaters or jumpers mm. And it's not uh, a wooden paneled room with, you know, a record player and everything else, unless those things are cozy for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And affordable. Well, that's the thing. Like, Hugo also has a premium attached to it. Like, because so many Scandinavian-styled things are a little more premium, suddenly you're doing the opposite of what you set out to do and you're now trying to spend you know even more money that you may or may not have trying to find a calm and a credit card bill is not calming no no it isn't it's really you don't need to spend money to relax we think we do because that's what we've been told and that's what the advertisement tells us you know you need to relax go to a spa day you need to relax you know mm. spend money on this uh, on all these bath products you need to relax you need this step and step guide on how to declutter and how to de-stress when you're focusing like that i guess and when you're um trying to maximize the relaxation it it doesn't really work it doesn't make sense because it's the antithesis of it it's you don't need to spend lots of money to get there. I mean, when you're just hanging around with friends and you just sat around a kitchen table playing Uno and you're just having a great time, that mm. could be Huga, I guess. It's not expensive. There's not a lot into it, but you're just having, you're not thinking about anything other than just, hey, this is a great time. I'm, I'm relaxed. This is, this is great. I mean, let's be real here. I think sometimes to even have a good Hugoing experience, one you can have a Hugoing experience alone, you know, wrapping yourself in a blanket with a good book, lighting that cinnamon bun flavored candle and having an evening to yourself. That's mm, Hugoing. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you all jump onto tabletop simulator and you're all wrapped up in your blankets and you're having a good time with your friends on mic, is that not also a Hugoing experience? Mm. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, tell us if we're wrong, but... Maybe Hugo is like Yorkshire. It's a place, but also a state of mind. <laughs> Interesting. I think there's, there might be a strange sort of break-off point in the sense that like, you need to start off somewhere. You need to do some reading, research into what this concept is. You may find a guide, a book, or something of the sort to give you some inspiration for that. But I think it is one of those things where it's easy to essentially rabbit hole and tunnel vision into getting that perfect Huger experience where the whole point is to not do that. That makes sense. Well, I mean, yeah. I literally have a book on the table next to me in my recording booth, the little book <laughs> of Huger, the Danish way to live well from, oh, I'm so sorry, Meek Viking. I don't know how to pronounce that. I apologize for everything, but yeah. 
somebody from the Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen, because of course the Danes have a Happiness Research Institution. Mm. They are the second most happiest people on earth, I believe, um, second only to the Finns. Hmm. And I believe the Finns are the happiest because they spend most of their time not seeing each other, which sounds like a dream, <laughs> I'll be honest. Well, I have an interesting thought for you, Moggy. Maybe not reading that book is actually putting Huger into practice. Well, I'm just flipping through it now and it, it no, is... No, he's reading the book, Murdoch. <laughs> oh, no. You know, it, it is just like a guide of Huger compatible ideas. I mean, I just opened it a random page in September. Go mushroom foraging. Mm. Oh man, mushroom foraging. I don't, I, I can't eat them because I'd probably die, but man, mushrooms are just so fun. Literally, mm. it says, warning, eating the wrong sort of mushroom can be deadly. <laughs> so they've got you covered, bro. But yeah, it's, you've got like this kind of thing. There's lots of beautiful pictures. I mean, there is also like, you know, a, a plenty of things to buy like blankets, mm. cushions, vintage. It, so there is a, the risk of commoditizing Hugo, but I think it's how you approach it because I do believe that this is a philosophy, mm-hmm. not just a, okay, so this is about chilling out. Anybody can chill out. Is I think there is a, a way to approach Hugoing and and maybe that's why they take it seriously because... Rest and relaxation, rejuvenating, taking time for yourself and with your friends is serious business. And we have to make an effort. I think that's one of the messages here. This isn't something that's just going to happen. Hanging out with your friends in a coffee shop can be Hugo, but it also isn't necessarily. So maybe the philosophy at the heart of it is make an effort. This time is important. Mm. I think, I mean, I suppose that's probably part of, I guess there is a logic behind the, the, commoditization part of that book you've got there where there are certain things you need to do it may not be byproducts but there are things you need to do and efforts you need to make in order to facilitate an atmosphere that can create huga i guess you know just going to a park and sitting on a bench without the right mindset and without going for the right reasons is not going to create the same vibe hmm. also I, i guess with the right people like with anything if you're with people who you don't enjoy being around it's not going to be a hooker atmosphere hmm. i'm 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 starting to lean into the idea that maybe the key point here is that like learning the ability to shift gears in the sense that you do need to spend some effort but You know, knowing when to shift gears so you're not putting in as much effort is the point as opposed to just staying in full throttle the entire time. Yeah. As we, you know, we talked about it in a, in a previous episode a while back, that slowing down, just taking a step back and slowing down, it's, it's a skill that we need to learn. And it's, it's difficult. It really is difficult. And yeah. It it all feeds it all it all feeds into each other. See, we know what we're doing. <laughs> all of our things come back round. It's it's not random, I swear. About it, maybe we have been attempting at least to push things in the direction of Huger this entire time without actually doing, you know, a full academic study on Huger, you know, like the, the masterclass <laughs> on Huger. It's like we've just been doing this through discussion, through practice, through, you know, experiments here and there left and right. What's the name of that when a bunch of different people simultaneously or separately come to the same conclusion independent of one another? There's a word for that. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a phrase for it. You know, like how Darwin and that other bloke, sorry, that other bloke, I don't know your name, <laughs> discovered evolution at the same time. Okay. 
you know, and the two guys that invented radios at the same time, Marconi and the other guy. Sorry, the other guy, I don't remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. This is how history does does you wrong. Mm. You gotta be the first it's not just about discovering it first, you gotta get there and get your name out there. Mm. The Sorry, guy who is... stayed in the pod when the other two worked on the moon. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, no, Phil Collins. Mm. Oh, wasn't he the drummer in Genesis? Same dude. It's an incredible <laughs> career. <laughs> uh, convergence. Convergence is one term. I don't think it's the one mm. you're looking for, but like convergence is the one term. It's a, like you you arrive at the same conclusion through mm. yeah. different means. And it seems to be like that's, you look around the world and there's so many different things, so many different practices and philosophies. And so many of them seem to converge on that de-stressing taking your mind away from everything that's going on around you and just focusing on the what's going on in front of you and just enjoying what's in front of you. You know, you've got hygge, you've got, um, I think you like tea ceremonies. Um, I was just thinking that, literally just thinking that. It's a different vibe, but it still kind of comes to the same place, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. You're spending time and just focusing on whatever it is you're doing in front of you and enjoying that in its entirety. Some stillness. S yeah. Perfect stillness. It's the fact that what you are doing is what is important right now. It's mm -hmm. not the fact that you're going to have a cup of tea because you can have a cup of tea at any point and whether you want the caffeine, whether you want a hot beverage, it's that, no, we're all sitting down and we are going to have tea together. Mm. This is a thing we're doing now. And yeah, maybe, maybe this is something that we are as a podcast reaching out for as well, I think trying to, because we've talked about mindfulness as well, and it's the same idea of trying to approach life a little more deliberately and enjoy the enjoyable things a little more deliberately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like, I think that's the risk and there's always the risk with something like this of, you know, just general cultural appropriation, you know. Yay! Of, <laughs> yay! <laughs> we, we finally reached it. Of, mm. oh, that's a nice thing this culture has. That's mine now. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be fair, that is the British way. You know. <laughs> Sadly. 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 We apologize for everything. There is then an authenticity issue that comes with this mm -hmm. of you can buy the book, buy the sweater, and not really take to heart the cultural things that make it work. Mm. It's Yeah, it's very easy to miss the mark completely if you're not paying attention to why you're doing something. I, I feel like there's a little point of irony here as that, you know, you have all the advertisements for like, here's a cool vibe or like a chill vibe. You too can, you know have this experience for the low, low price of $19.99. Mm -hmm. in, in essence, the irony is that this is the source of the problem, trying to sell you the solution. And also, but also wanting to buy the solution. You can't just sort of go, I'm stressed out in my life, so I want to go down to the local shore and I'll have one jar of Hugo, please. And ah, there's <laughs> my Hugo and just, you know, tuck it under your arm and go home. And there we go. I will de-stress. <laughs> Take a swig from my Hugo jar. One it, art, please. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it, it reminds me, I mean, I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again just for myself. And it's just a really good thing is that whole everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> yeah. You, it, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, where you're going, what you're trying to do. If you're going everywhere with the 
stressed, I must be the best at this. I have to make the most use out of this time mindset. It doesn't mm. matter what you do. It doesn't matter how many jars of hygge you're going to buy. It's never going to work because you can't get into the right spirit of it because your mindset is not prepared for it. It's not appropriate. Hmm. Oh, no, no, that, that definitely, definitely like you know, learning to switch off that competitive edge. It's like, yes, I will be the best at relaxing. Look at me relax. I am so relaxed right now, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier. That there's, it's like there's the competitive edge and there's that I must make most, I, I have so little time. I must make must the make most the use most out of, of this. Mm. I have to be efficient at this. And it's, I mean, I feel that a lot all the time. It's I've only got so much time. I really need to be, make the most out of this. How do I relax the most efficiently? And it's like, you know, it's not really going to work, Jeff. And, and it, it is a little bit bad because the default state is to be, the default state has become, how do I maximize efficiency of everything as opposed to, okay, I need to take a break now and just, you know, breathe. Yeah. My goal in life is to be the little woolen bubble hat on my monitor stem at work with a smiley <laughs> face. <laughs> He's just happy to be there, you know? Yeah. But, but like, it, it takes... It takes practice to unlearn this, I think, mm. is, is the strange point. It takes practice to unlearn the fact that, no, you know, you don't have to be productive 100% of the time. Quite the contrary. It is counterintuitive and counterproductive to be effective 100% of the time. You will burn out and your productivity will drop as a result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So... I feel like where I am with this after having this conversation is that while I don't want people to go out and buy a bunch of Hugo brand things, there Unless is... it's indulgently minimal brand Hugo, then in which case... Oh, good bye, idea, bye, bye, yes. bye, bye, bye. Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony <laughs> of that statement. <laughs> I look forward to the book. Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, the book, which will sell you with the blanket and the candle and everything else to have a Hugo experience while reading the indulgently minimal book. The Hugo blanket will just be a giant photo of my face. Um, <laughs> no, it's going to be the bobble hat with the smiley face. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is my, that, that is my face. That is who I am now. Where I'm at is I feel like some of these things, though, are necessary. Like maybe if you are some sort of, you know, Zen monk, you can just enter a, a blank white space and, you know, find peace. But for the rest of us, we need a little help. Hmm. So I do think that there are certain things that uh, make it conducive to having a good time mm. hugering, or at least helping us relax and find that state, whether it's alone or with friends. I'm, I was really happy to discover that, that you can huger both alone and with friends because it means it's very accessible at any time to mm -hmm. anyone. So to finish off today, I was wondering if you guys wanted to just... I don't know, like if we maybe make a little space on the indulgently minimal table and you each bring something to that table to try and make a Hugo experience, what would that thing be? Jeff, would you like well, to start? Well, for me, it's I because I'm a person that as much as I love people, I very much like spending time not, not, not with people. Hmm. A good, warm, cozy, soft blanket is is everything because it can be one it's super cozy to sit in it's great you can burrito <laughs> up which is amazing there's nothing better than a blanket burrito nice. but also you can when you put you know you put it on chairs sofas whatever it makes a very soft setting it's just nice it's warm it's cozy it, it just makes you feel at home 
Hmm. And I guess this is where the design actually does come into it. Like you may think, okay, this, it does the job. Why does it matter? But then, yeah, if you're throwing it around. So even in the summer, it's thrown on the back of a chair. It's relaxing to look at. Yeah, it, you know, it may it, it can serve many purposes. It doesn't it doesn't need to be expensive. It doesn't need to be wool or cashmere. It could just be an acrylic. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. as long as you like it. Well, yeah. I know you love your. Is it a polyester one you you bought? Uh, they're acrylic. They're, I got another one actually. I picked another oh. one up. Um, it was it was on sale, and it's it's very cozy. <laughs> the collection mm-hmm. is growing. <laughs> I have I now have two. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, Murdoch, what do you want to bring to the party? Well, maybe two... Well... Go on, I'll let you have two. It's okay. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. One of you the... are the indulgent side of this podcast, I, I, so come on. So. He's indulging just a little bit. Uh, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm a tinkerer by nature. I've discovered mm-hmm. that, yes, this is not the natural state of most people, but, like, I do find a lot of enjoyment in tinkering. This mm-hmm. weekend has been an interesting exercise in, in both sides of, you know, just finding something fun to do and just going out and taking a break from everything else. Mm-hmm. So strangely enough, I did find some enjoyment in sitting down and actually getting the like the switch repaired properly. Mm-hmm. I don't mm. know. Uh, like that 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 was a strange, fun solo experience. Was sitting there, it's like, you know, getting all the bits and pieces into place and making sure everything works. Like I had fun doing that. This did not feel like work or a task that I had to do. So I don't know if that could be considered as hugering. So you're bringing less an object, but a a fun task to the party. So mm-hmm. whether it's a DIY project or a jigsaw puzzle, mm-hmm. it's mm. something to occupy your mind, your hands, and yeah, like uh, they talk about flow state a little. I yeah, think. I was just I was just thinking mm. that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I think that works. Yeah, because I I do believe jigsaw puzzles can be a a part of the traditional Huger experience. So why not a DIY project? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's bring this into the twenty first century, yeah. shall we? So that that was one fun side, and the other fun side was quite literally like making time to spend with you know friends who you enjoy their company, enjoy their conversation, but. A nice meal, had a nice walk now that the weather is so much better. <laughs> For you, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Jeff's um, there. It's raining sideways. <laughs> it really was the other day. It was raining literally sideways. <laughs> well, no, but like it was it was it was a funny it was a fun social evening and then it was a, you know, a fun solo activity. So I I don't know, are we doing this right? <laughs> have we Hugo'd? I believe maybe you have. Oh. Myself? I'm going to take a small leaf out of Murdoch's book and indulge myself in two as well. I do think smell is the underrated sense or the forgotten sense in some way when we all bring Mm. things to the party. Mm. We all like to bring food. We all like to bring a good drink, whether that's, you know, alcoholic or otherwise. I've I've been learning that a good smell can be the difference between, you know, just taking a... If that's when it went from good to great, mm. as it were. So, yeah, like a, a cinnamon candle or vanilla or some smells have a vibe, like cool uh, or crisp smells, cotton, they can brighten us up. Mm. Whereas, like, I'd say the Christmas spices, cinnamon, ginger, star anise. Mm. Yeah. These things can chill us down. So whether it's a candle, whether it's, you know, adding some spice blend to your coffee, you can do that. It's amazing. 
just don't put the spices through your coffee grinder. Just never, mm. never do that. <laughs> Unless or, you really love those spices because you'll taste them forever. Mm. Yeah, because that's your co- that, that's no longer a coffee grinder. That's a spice grinder. <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense because it like when you're going out, say you're going out for a walk and it's an average day and it's just like, you know, there's not much going on compared to when you're going out on the walk and you've got that crisp autumn smell. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a smell of a bonfire somewhere in the background and you've got that mm-hmm. slight Ooh. smoky smell with the, with the, you know, with the wet earth and the oh, leaves. When or even when it snowed and everything mm. sort of dulled and like all those crisp smells come out of the yeah. earth. Yeah, it, it's yeah it, the, y- you're right. It elevates it. Definitely. Or, or like, you know, burning charcoal and food on the grill. It's like, it's like you smell that and you think good food and good times. Yeah. yeah. It's like it smells, of, charcoal smells of good times. Mm. And then in keeping with the, the senses, I'm not going to say go out and buy that vinyl record player. I think that's a, a personal thing. But certainly feel free to broaden your musical horizons. I find that the type of music I listen to is very important to my mood, Mm. but I also have to listen to my mood and not try and go against it. If I'm trying to work through something, if I'm processing a thought or an emotion, Mm. I find that the music can be something that is either helpful or harmful. If I'm, it's like trying to swim up river if I'm in the wrong lane Mm. but then for relaxation like you may be someone who's got like i've got my music i like heavy metal or i like pop music or jazz (laughs) i I was just gonna say like when you're trying to relax maybe check out that genre you haven't thought of you know a little bit of chill hop or japanese jazz i love japanese jazz it's so So chilled out i I didn't know there was this whole genre that was just there waiting to chill me out Hmm. So yeah. whether that's on the vinyl or on Spotify or whatever, you know, I mean, you may be listening to this podcast right now on Spotify. Just type in Japanese jazz. Check it out. You Once you know. finish the podcast, though, finish the podcast <laughs> and then go and look. Oh, uh, one, one last teeny tiny thought, I think. I think it, it, it does kind of have to be said in the lines of it could either be something new to try or something that you are very familiar and, you know, don't really want to explore out of that gives you some excitement and maybe comfort hmm yeah yeah all right i hope you guys have enjoyed this one uh, i know i have with i i feel cozy already like i do feel chilled just by <laughs> talking about this so i hope you've picked up some good tips uh let us know indulgently minimal at gmail.com if you found anything helpful any concepts or ideas you want us to either revisit or you know, do a, a specific episode on something specifically. Just let us know. <laughs> so, yes, we have been indulgently minimal. Check us out on Instagram, Mastodon. We're on social media. There are links in the show notes. Again, thank you to everyone who has supported the show on Coffee. We really appreciate all of you. Mm-hmm. It does help us keep making the show. And as we head into year two, of indulgently minimal our bills are coming due so please <laughs> get, i gotta get, take my thumb <laughs> no no Jeff, no <laughs> it really does help keep the show going and you know we do pay for server space we do pay for our website so if you want to consider throwing us a few dollars or euros to help us make another year of this show please do consider helping us out mm-hmm. the link is www.ko-fi.com forward slash indulgently minimal. I've been Moggy and I've been joined today by Jeff. Thanks guys, remember to go easy on yourselves. And Murdoch. 
And remember, folks, indulge a little. Thanks for joining us. See you for the next one. Bye. Say a lot, guys. Take care, everyone.